0: How you need to fight your love. You know where you get that? Is in prayer. When you go to prayer before God, he opens up your eyes and you begin to see whatever it is that's against me. I begin to see that the armies of God are greater than the armies that are against me. I'm on the battlefield, but Jesus is in front of me. The psalmist says he hems me in. In other words, he's he glues me to his side, he will not lead me here will not forsake me I will not die on this battlefield but I will walk through the victory and I haven't even started preaching and I'm wore out alright let's let's finish this last part here it says verse 21 let's go to that then Moses raised his hand over the sea like that's how some of you just got to raise a hand in faith Come on, can you put a hand up in faith like if you need a victory put a hand up in faith (laughs) I don't know how it's going to happen. Looks like I'm surrounded. But I believe I'm surrounded by you. God, this is how we are going to fight our battles in 2019. We as your people, we're going to fight our battles on our knees. When we're surrounded, we're overwhelmed, That's the time, God, we're going to fall to our knees. That's how we're going to fight our battle. So we're going to see our way to victory. We're believing that in faith, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, "Amen." Amen. Say one more time, like you believe it, Amen. Amen. All right, you you can be seated. Well, as we continue this series, "Sink or Swim," uh, been talking a lot about uh, going to the swimming pool as as a kid. And I don't know how many of you grew up going to the swimming pool, but it, when I went to the swimming pool a, as a kid. If you could do a cannonball, you were king. Like you, you ruled. You were, you were the the man. Like you, you, you owned a swimming pool. If you could do a cannonball, I, I remember um, years ago one of, one of my uncles. Um, he was the biggest, hairiest man I had ever seen in my life. We called him Uncle Alf. Okay, so that is. Some of you have to Google that. (laughs) So he was a big man. And I I remember he'd get up on the fence post at his house and he would jump off into the deep end and do the biggest cannonball you've ever seen and empty the pool. Now I know some of you are like, oh, that's so dangerous. Oh, that's so bad. That's how we grew up, right? Like some of y'all, like, how am I alive? I don't know how I'm alive with what we got away with. Now kids are swimming with helmets on. It's just ridiculous. You know that's coming. So, But when you go to the pool, if you could do the cannonball, you, you, were, you were king. And I remember being about nine years old and 57 pounds dripping wet and trying to do a cannonball. And I just couldn't do one very good. And, but I would try to always splash the lifeguard because I knew if I could splash the lifeguard, she would become the love of my life. She might be 16, I might be 9 and 57 pounds, but I got a shot, okay? I remember, I just get her a little bit wet, I just walk out and be like, that's right, I'm your man. I'll catch you at snack time, all right? When it's the adult swim, you and me, girl. Uh, got a weird look for that. But I, I just remember that, and there's all these different ways that you could jump off the, uh, the diving board, and but... But the ultimate goal, what everybody wanted to do was, when you got on the diving board, they call it the diving board because every person wants to be able to dive off the diving board. That's that's the goal. That's what you're after. But but you get out on the diving board. Anybody remember the first time you tried to dive off a diving board? When you went out there and those butterflies would hit you and you'd kind of creep out like little baby steps and you look out and you're like, you'd even do that lean. Anybody do the lean like this? Lean. But there was one thing that would keep you from diving every time and it was the fear of the belly flop. (laughs) Nobody wanted to do the belly flop. In fact, so much so that there were times that you, did you ever do this? You get on the board and you just like jump off like this. In the water, woo, and you come up, and your buddies be like, "What are you chicken?" No, I was doing the pencil. It's awesome, man! You should try it. It's chicken. Now I was just did my. Everybody wants to be able to dive off the diving board. I I believe that God desires great things for all of us in 2019. It's really hard at times to believe that, but I. God has hopes, and he has dreams for you. But so many people settle for doing the pencil. They're afraid. They're afraid that if I step out, I, I might flop. I, you know, that, that, that feeling like, oh, if, what, if, I, if I do it, what, what if I'm not good at it? Or what if I do it and I... And I fail. Or what if I do it and I look stupid and everybody's embarrassing? Or... For some of you, it, it's this, I, I tried that in 2018 and I flopped terribly. And I'm not, I'm not going there again in, in 2019. But I, I believe that God wants you to take a risk. I, I believe that God wants you to get out on that board and he wants you to dive and embrace All that he has for you. What is it that keeps us from embracing all that God has for us? It's the fear of belly flopping. And it might not work out. But I, I really believe that God does have hopes and dreams for all of us. I really believe that this could be your year for breakthrough. I really believe this could be the year, like the Israelites, where you finally press through and get to the other side. I really, truly believe for you that this could be the year of completion. Like for some of you, you just, you're just waiting for it to finally come together. And I believe this can be the year for that. So the Israelites, this they are... They're, they're facing the Egyptians. They're surrounded by the Egyptians. They're, they're surrounded by the Red Sea. They're, they're ready to, to give up, and they're ready to, to settle for doing the pencil. They're ready to settle for almost, not quite, or good enough. It says this in Exodus fourteen 15. Let's read this again. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Come on, tell three people around you, you got to get moving. Come on, three people in front of you, behind you, on your side. Tell you, you got to get moving. You got to get moving. You know, one of the mantras around this church for a while now has been keep moving. That's been so personal for Laura and I, but it's been so personal for so many of you. I've heard that you, some of you have the sticky note from that series. It's up on your refrigerator or your dash. And it's been, you got to keep moving. Like, no matter what comes your way, no matter how dark it gets, no matter how difficult it is, no matter the setbacks, no matter the enemy, no matter the obstacles, I'm going to keep moving. But before you can keep moving, you've got to get moving. You got to start you got to activate. You gotta, you've got to get moving. It's, it's like the, the kid on the high dive. But do you remember the high dive? Remember going off the high dive? Remember being in that line on the ladder and it was just stacked up with like 30 kids and you've know, just got somebody you know, right here and you're like, oh, wow, okay, thank you, buddy. Get your head out of that. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Is he talking about that in church? Yes, he is. All right, so, but there's that one kid that won't jump, and he's up there, and everybody's like, go, just go already, and everybody's yelling at him, and get, go, does that kid budge, no, no, I mean, he is, he is stuck, and then he has to turn and do the walk of shame, and go down the ladder, excuse me, excuse me, Excuse me, still think I'm hot? Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. This is the Israelites. This is what the Israelites are facing. We talked about this a little bit last week. Let's revisit a little bit of last week, that the Egyptians were coming hard after them. The Israelites saw them coming, and it says in Scripture that they cried out to the Lord, and they said to Moses, why? Remember, when when, when you panic, you know you're panicking when you start asking why. So if you ever start asking why, you know you're in full panic mode. And they were in full panic mode. They're asking, why why are we here? Why did you bring us out here to die? Why didn't you just leave us in Egypt? Why, 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 why? And and they want to turn around and do the walk of shame all the way back to Egypt. They're not ready to risk diving because they don't want to flop. And we talked about this idea that the choice is ours. I have a choice. You have a choice. Come on, turn to somebody and tell them. The choice is yours. The choice is yours. You get to decide. Either you're going to be a victor or a victim in 2019. It's your choice. It's your decision. Am, am I, we talked about last week this idea, am I going to let my why turn to whining and get stuck or am I going to let my why turn to worship and get moving? The choice is yours. You can either, this year, this is a pivotal moment for so many of you right now. Now, you need to make a decision. Am I going to be a victim in 2019 or am I going to live my life victorious in 2019? I think the people of God should choose to be victorious. What do you think? I I think we should all choose a victorious life. I am not going to be a victim. Fast forward a little ways a couple of chapters and the children of israel are they're right there on the cusp of entering the promised land and they send in um some spies into the land and some of you know this story but if you don't let me catch you up on it they're they're right there they're going to enter they've gone through the red sea they're right there sending spies spies come back and they're like there's really large people there and it's very scary Uncle Alf is there. It's really bad. Brad's uncle's there. He's big, he's hairy. It's scary. I mean, they just don't, and they, they don't want to go. They don't want to go. And what happens in that moment is why do they not want to go? Because they've chosen to be victims. But they didn't choose to be victims in that moment. They chose to be victims way back in Egypt because they were oppressed by the Egyptians, and this is key, this is so important, so you need to know this. Like, when you, they were oppressed in Egypt, and we have this, I don't know, this thinking that when somebody oppresses me, I'm a victim. No, you choose to be a victim no matter what circumstance you find yourself in. You don't have to be the victim. Are you, times, victimized? I'm not downplaying that. There are struggles, there are hurts, they're very real. But you have a choice in that moment. Am I going to allow them to oppress me, or am I going to rise above it? And in that moment, the the Israelites decided they were going to be victims, and they played the part of the victims, and God set them free from slavery, but they took the victim mentality with them all the way to the promised land, and when they were on the cusp of entering the promise, they couldn't enter because they didn't have a victorious spirit. They had a victim spirit. They had a victim mentality. So, you have to make that decision. Am I going to be a victim or am I going to be a victor in this new year? Because we, we can carry the victim mindset throughout our life. For, for some of you, you, you suffered a divorce and it was brutal and it was difficult. And you just had this became a victim in that moment, and you've carried that victim mindset out of that divorce, which happened back here, but you're still playing the part of the victim, and you're wondering, why did my second marriage not work? Why did my third marriage not work? Why is the relationship I'm in right now, why is it all jacked up? Because you're carrying this victim mindset, and you never got free from that. Some of you, you got fired like 10 years ago. And you became a victim, and you came out of that, and you've gone job to job to job. Why can't I keep a job? Why? Why do I keep getting let go? Why can't I? Why can't I move forward in in my job? You know why you can't move forward? You have a victim mindset, and so you will not take risk. You're you're thinking everybody's out to get me, man. I better make sure I do this right, and I better not step out here, but not take a chance or a risk here because if I do, I could get fired. And you have a victim mindset. Some of you suffered a a, a, a setback financially back here, where. The cutoff notices came. They took some things from you, or they shut some things off in your your life. And and that was back here, but you're still playing the part of the victim, and you're wondering why can I get financially free? And it's because you're back here and you still have a victim mindset. I'm never ever going to get Free. We carry that with us. And in 2019, this is a defining moment for you right now. Am I going to continue to be a victim or am I going to rise above it and be victorious? The decision is yours. So when God said to the children of Israel, get moving, he wasn't... Meaning, like, hey, just get up and start moving right into the sea right now. No, he, he wasn't saying that. He was actually telling them, when he said get moving, he was telling them to, to get ready. Like There's a, there's a big chasm and difference between a man and a woman when it comes to getting ready. Like, for instance, if, if a man says, I'm ready. He goes and he grabs his keys and he walks out the door. You ladies, I don't know what you're doing. Laurel, come out. She go, "All right, I'm ready to go." And I'm like, "Great." I will grab the keys, I walk out the door. She's not behind me. Like, where did she go? I walk back in the house. I look in the bedroom. I'm like, "Well, what are you? What are you doing?" She's like, mean, what, "What do you mean? What am I doing? I thought you said you're ready." Well, I'm getting ready to get ready. What? You said I'm ready. I know I'm ready, and now I'm getting ready to be ready. But I, we're re- I'm confused. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll wait in the car. So when when God says get ready, when he says get moving, he's really saying get ready. What he's saying to them is hey. I am getting ready to do an incredible thing. I'm getting ready to part those waters, but what you need to do is you need to go back and you need to get your, your family ready. You need to get your kids ready. You need to pack up your, your tent because they had to prepare for the breakthrough before the breakthrough came. They had to prepare for the breakthrough before the breakthrough came. See, so many of us are waiting for the breakthrough and then I'll walk through. But it doesn't work that way. You have to prepare for the breakthrough like the breakthrough is coming. You have, you have to believe in faith. In other words, you've got to activate your faith. You've got to, as it says here, you've got to get moving. You've got to, you've got to get ready. Write this down. Because I think we have a poor definition of faith. This is, I think, the best way, I think, to define faith that I have found. Faith is hope. In action. Faith is hope in action. In other words, you've got to activate your faith. You've got to get ready. You've got to take action. You've got to get moving. When we we started this church, we didn't start with this beautiful building. If you're new, we didn't start with this beautiful building and all of this equipment and amazing children's wing and and youth facilities and, and all these people. No, we just started with a dream and a vision that God gave to us. Like, what if we started a church to try to help people? And, and so we're like, it would be great. And then we had to do something. We had to activate our faith. And we needed, we needed equipment. But before we could buy equipment, we said, well, what's, what should we do? I don't know. Let's, let's go buy a truck. So we bought a truck. We didn't have anything to put in it, but we bought a truck because we're like, well, we're going to need equipment, but we don't have the equipment, but we're going to buy the truck for the equipment. And then, and then some of you remember when um, we went to Rosa Parks Elementary. Some of you were a part of that. And we walked into that gymnasium of that elementary school. I remember walking in there, and there was just hundreds of people, and, and they were praising God and worshiping, and the band was just awesome, and it was like, pow. No! The gym was empty. There was a couple of rubber balls, a pull-up bar, and a gym teacher blowing a whistle. That was it. And I remember casting this vision for what I believed that God was going to do. I had to put faith into action. And the people that went had to put faith into action. Faith is hope in action. And for some of you, you're believing and hoping and trusting God that your marriage is really going to thrive in 2019 because it was really in a bad spot in 2018 and still is struggling today. You've got to put hope on the line here. you got to put faith on the line here. you got to activate your faith. So what, you know, in other words, don't just sit around and hope your marriage gets better. When you get done today, go pick up the phone and call a counselor and get into counseling activate your faith you're like well he won't go to counseling or she won't go to counseling go by yourself we can't afford it call the church we'll hook you up with somebody for free what's your excuse, don't, it is your choice, what do I want in this new year, some of you, you believing in faith that I'm going to be debt free, that I'm going to finally be financially free in 2019, you know what you need to do is not go home and get out of debt, you need to go home and get on a budget, go home and really put the numbers together, some of you have a dream, God put a dream inside of you, you know what you need to do, go home, Get on the World Wide Web. Look up www.whatever.edu and enroll. I don't have the money. Enroll. Take the step of faith. Activate your faith. Get moving. Hebrews 11.1 is a great verse about faith. It says this, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. As followers of Jesus, we love this verse. And a lot of us have a misunderstanding about this verse. They're like, man, I'm just believing God. I'm standing in faith. Well, what are you doing? I'm standing in faith. Just believing. Are you doing anything? No, but I'm just believing that God, the phone's going to ring. The phone... what? Have you sent out a resume? No, but I'm believing that. No, you've got to activate your faith. In fact, if you read the rest of Hebrews chapter 11, it is kind of the hall of fame of faith. And you read about people like Noah. God gave him a vision and said, I am going to save the world through you. It's going to rain. I'm going to flood the earth. It hadn't rained at all. What does Noah do? Picks up a hammer. He starts building a boat when it's not raining. Abraham got a promise. The very promise we're talking about today, the promised land, was given to a guy named Abraham Abraham. Hundreds of years before, God said, I'm going to birth a nation out of you, and I'm going to lead you to a land. You know what Abraham did? He didn't wait for Uber to show up and two fellas in a big vehicle. He says he packed his stuff up, and he moved to a land he did not know. He moved, he activated his faith. David, it talks about David, David who killed Goliath. How's he gonna do that? He's like, I I don't know. I guess the first thing I'll do is go pick up five stones. So he goes down, he picks up five stones. Moses, the, the one in this story that we're talking about. You may or may not know this, but Moses was raised As an Egyptian, he was Hebrew, but he was raised in Pharaoh's home. He had all the privileges of Pharaoh. He was being groomed to be a leader in Egypt. God spoke to him. He stepped completely out of that on faith, activated his faith, and said, I will lead your people. Faith is hope in action. Faith is a lot like like motivation. You know, have you ever ever been sitting on the couch trying to get motivated? (laughs) Trying to get motivated, I'm gonna do that. Five more minutes, five more minutes. One more episode, one more episode. (laughs) Then I'm gonna do it. And then you never do it. How, How do you get motivated? You have to get up, and once you ever notice, once you start doing a task, The motivation kicks in. That's how faith works. Your faith kicks in when you activate it, when you take a step, when you when you get moving. Uh, And I love this because God God could have parted the waters. He didn't need Moses' help for that. Moses could have just sat back and been like, "All right, God, (laughs) do your thing." But God said, "No, I'm going to use you, Moses." And this is what God does. He invites us to be a part of the promise that he has for us. Look what Moses did in verse 16, practically activating his faith. This is this is um, hope in action right here. Pick up your staff, this is God talking to Moses. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. You know, there, there are times that God does the supernatural. There's times that God does the unexplainable miracle that you're like, man, I have no idea how that happened. But most of the time, there's a part we play in the promise that God gives. Some of you need to write that down. There's a part I play in the promise. That's so important. There's a part I play in the promise. God invites us in. He, he invites us to come into the process. Why? Because he wants to build our faith. He wants to strengthen our faith. Because if he doesn't invite us in, the moment a wave comes, it will crash over you, it will knock you down, and you will drown. But what God does, as we talked about earlier in this series, he gets you battle ready. He wants to strengthen your faith. He wants to build your faith. He wants to teach you to trust him so that when the waves hit you, and they will, that you can stand under the power of that with God, Moses, when he activates his faith here, think about this. He—he he was. This was a huge risk. He—he he he might look like an idiot. Like, can you imagine this moment? Like, he just steps up and he's like, All "Right here, I go." I'm gonna just close my eyes. Anybody? Anything? 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 Not, eh, 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 eh. I'm just stretching. Ah! Uh, Whoa! It's getting loosened up for the miracle, everybody. Loosened up for the miracle. All right. I mean, he, this is a risk that he is taking you, and he raises his hands. <laughs> then God parted the sea. He. This it reminds me of like when you go out on a diving board. When you're out on the diving board and you're 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 standing there. You can always turn around and go off the diving board, but there's that moment where if you do this, <laughs> you're committed. Like when you do this on a diving board, you are committed. And here's what I want you to know. When you step out, God steps up. When you step out in faith, God steps out. When you step out, God steps up. Now I know for some, some of you, some of, <laughs> Well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna step out. You know, once I get the resources, I'm gonna I'm gonna step out. You know, once I get the phone call, I'm I'm gonna gonna step out once she does or he does or or or, or this does. And you're waiting, and you've got to stop waiting. You've got to activate your faith. You've got to get moving. You you've got to put faith into action. I mean, this is what you you don't have all you need. Uh, uh, say so you, you don't you don't have all that you need until you use what you've got. I'll say that again. You won't have all that you need until you use what you've got. Like Moses, Moses is he's standing there and, and he's got a red sea in front of him. What does he do? Grabs a stick. David, he's got a giant in front of him, and what does he do? He grabs a sling. What what does Noah do? Noah's got to build a boat. He grabs a hammer. What's in your hand? What's in your hand? What has what God provided? We're spending so much time waiting on something when God says, I've already given you everything that you need. We're talking so often in, in terms of, man, I just need to take a leap of faith. No, you don't. You don't need to take a leap of faith. You need to just take a small step of faith. I'm gonna, this is what I've got. And I'm going to use what I've got. And when I use that, God is going to open up great things for me. When I take a small step, God opens up big things for me. This is what God wants to do. So what's in your hand? Verse 21, Moses activates his faith. It says, then Moses raised his hand over the sea and say this with me. He what, the, the Lord did what? He opened up a path. God is going to open up a path for you. you got to believe that. But the only way he's going to open up the path is if you step out. And when you step out, God steps up. When I activate my faith, when I get moving, and right now some of you, you're waiting for the path to open up. You know, I'm just walking through the open door. I get that. That God opens doors, and I understand that, and we can teach about that, but there's sometimes when you gotta go up and you gotta open the door. Like it's unlocked, and you just need to step up. And so when you step up, God will open a path. And it says, He opened a path through the waters with a strong east wind. The wind blew all that night, and it turned the seabed into a dry land. This is just crazy because the Red Sea was like six. Thousand feet deep. I, I just can't imagine this 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 moment for Moses when he stands up there, and the Israelites are like, "Oh, this ought to be good." <laughs> hey, get Bubba, man! Come on, get Junior, come here. You got to see this. Go get Joseph. This is awesome. So he's gonna he's gonna raise that stick, <laughs> and evidently God's gonna move six thousand feet of water and we're going to walk right through. All right, do your little party trick, Moses. Here we go. This is in insane. This this is just crazy. I, I saw this new scientific research that just recently came out where um, they, don't, they don't really know where the Israelites crossed at. Um, it's their best guess. Archaeologists and theologians and scholars have worked to try to find that spot. But scientists have recently discovered a spot where it's possible that the children of Israel went through the Red Sea. And in that place, it's not 6,000 feet deep, it's only six feet deep. But it's six feet deep and it's two miles across. And and there's a way in which the water, if, if the water blew all night at, excuse me, if the wind blew at 60 miles per hour and it blew all night long, it would blow the water back. They've proven this scientifically. And it would blow it back about three miles wide where people could walk through on dry ground. The Israelites were about to turn around and miss out on their promise over six feet. But the truth is, six feet might as well have been 6,000 feet deep. Because there's no way you're getting four million people across. It's just over their head, unless everybody gets on my shoulders. That's the only hope the Israelites would have had. Man, too bad Moses wasn't tall like me, because everybody on my shoulders, here we go, one at a time, all right? One at a time. No, that's not going to happen. Have you ever been so close to your miracle? That can be so frustrating. I think one of the most frustrating things is not that the miracle's so far off, but that you're so close to the breakthrough. That is where most people give up, because that's where it gets really frustrating. And here's the Israelites, six feet from victory, and they were ready to give it all up. I'm telling you, step out. God will step up. Don't Lose your victory over six feet. Step out. Watch God step up. Watch him when you step out. Watch him create a path for you when you get moving. That's what faith is. That's what 2019 is all about. Faith is putting my hope into action.